This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Paul, quickly before we get into the game predictions, on the defensive side of the ball, all right, from afar, if you haven't watched any Lions game, you'll go, okay, Jared Goff's their quarterback. I know they have Amon Ross St. Brown. I know they have DeAndre Swift. But this is an offense you should be handling, yet the Lions in plenty of these games have put up points and been able to put up points in bunches. Now, they've taken advantage of bad turnovers, a la last week, the Justin Fields pick six. That you know looks like it's an offensive touchdown. It's a defensive touchdown. But here we are. We didn't miss Xavier McKinney a week ago. We talked about Ojolari has still been out. I mean, is this a game where we're just confident Wick Martindale is going to fluster Jared Goff, or does this Lions offense present some real problems here? I mean, Dory Jackson, you got a figures on a Ross St. Brown most of the game, but this is a spot where um, I know we feel like we've played better offenses. It does scare me a little bit. We're going to give up some points. All right. I'm going to temper, temper your trepidation just a little bit. Okay. Hawkinson isn't there anymore. Great point. And he was there that first month of the season where they were scoring 30s and 30s and 20s and 40s. So the bulk of their excellent offensive production came while Hawkinson was in the lineup. And by the way, even to today, he is their second leading receiver, even though he's not right. there anymore. Right. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown missed a couple games. I mean, that hurt. I get it. But Hawkinson was a big component of their early success in September and True. October. True. So, yes. You look at their overall body of work, they are more explosive and more dangerous than Houston's offense without question. But are they really what their numbers say they are today when they're a different team? And I would say no. Reynolds is dealing with a bad back. Frank Ragno, their center, has been wearing a boot off and on again for the last several weeks. Penny Sewell has not been the guy that they drafted. All right? He's allowed six and a half sacks. And he's drawn 16 penalty flags in 25 NFL games. I didn't Does realize that, that about the penalties. Wow, that's a good Does stat. that sound like a really high draft pick to you? No, it doesn't. It sound, By the way, sounds like some of our mistakes on offensive line in past years in the draft. Ball. Okay. So, and Jared Goff has thrown an interception in six of the Lions' nine games. So, let me just temper the nervousness a little bit. And tell you that while the Lions are more dangerous offensively than Houston, I don't think they're as dangerous as some of the stats would indicate because they're not, they're not as explosive as they were a month ago. Okay. I leave you with that. All right. And with that, hey, we've broken it down from all angles. Let's get some game predictions, some who ends up in the end zone stuff, the old fantasy reality. Let's see where we're sitting at here, Paul. Uh, I'm going to start this week. I am going to 
I'm going to take Matt Breida to get in the end zone this week, okay? Because I, the theory I gave you earlier, I think that you will still get your heavy dose of Saquon. I think you'll have an amazing game. But it would not shock me in the least if this is one of those games. And we saw it briefly last week. Saquon rips off a long run. The Giants get inside the 15, the 10. Saquon's gassed. Hey, let's monitor him a little bit play next week. And there's the classic Breida eats up a score there that Saquon could have had as he goes to the sideline. He helped lead him down there. I just see that scenario unfolding because we got a little bit of a hint of a taste of it last week. Breida couldn't get in. I think that could have your laughing, Paul, but come on. We haven't seen that happen in football before. I can see the Giants more prone not to rush Saquon back out there to punch it in. For all the reasons we talked about earlier, they're not going to want to run Saquon Barkley into the ground, but I got Gary Brightwell with a short yardage touchdown. All right, so we're in. Basically, we're all about hey, Saquon's going to get the yards, but watch one of these backup running backs feast and take it. And obviously, the reality situation, Paul, it keeps coming back to it. Boy, when we diagrammed this segment, uh, you know, week one, I kind of threw it against the wall. I didn't realize that here would be 11 weeks later and the same reality would exist. Run Saquon Barkley, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, stop the run. It becomes the most boring reality, but it's the truth. It's the reality that's gotten the Giants to seven wins. No doubt. No doubt. It has been a pleasant reality as opposed to a very nasty nightmare. I I would also add one other thing uh, in terms of the the fantasy play. If you want to take a look at that and and take a a wild card at at somebody, uh, I do say, as I said earlier, Wondell Robinson, I do believe may get a little bit of the uh, gift wrapping off of him this week. I do think they'd like to get him a little bit more acclimated into the passing game. They're not going to give him the whole chapter because I do think they want to hold something back for Dallas. You'll see some stuff with Wondell. I really believe you're going to see some funky stuff with Wondell on Thanksgiving Day. Funky stuff. Like a funky turkey, Paul? We're going to get in there? (laughs) With some stuffing. All right. But but, but my point is Wondell should get a few more touches, I think, this week. All right. I'm in on that. By the way, stuffing your favorite side on Thanksgiving? I'm a big uh, corn guy. <laughs> you know that if you were to say, hey, who have you worked with in your life that you would think on Thanksgiving would go corn when asked about their favorite side? I would say, yeah, that feels like a Tatinoism. Corn. I'm a, I'm a big, big corn, corn guy. guy. Now, Love just corn. the loose corn or you do like you get all crazy and have corn on the cob on Thanksgiving. No, what do you- well, the corn on the cob is wonderful. Oh, but delicious. on Thanksgiving, the big spoonfuls of corn. All right. Look, I love corn. I don't know that I've ever heard somebody utter the words, I'm a big corn guy, but good for you. <laughs> good for you. All right. Let's a lot think. of folks think I'm corny. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. By the way, again, we're talking about Thanksgiving. It feels like you were just telling me you put Kit Kats out in the Halloween bowl. Here we are. Unbelievable. All right. Now, uh, game picks. Here we go. Uh, I am again going to take the Giants to win. I'm going to take another crack at this 30-point thing. I'm going to take the Giants in another eight-point win, 31-23. to 23. I think that there will be a couple of eventful moments where I'd feel a little more nervous, but ultimately uh, I think the Giants are going to get there on the 30 point mark. I think the Lions defense is that bad. And I think that the Giants defense will do enough, especially late, maybe force Goff into a turnover two in the second half. Uh, I'm going 31, 23 Giants on Sunday, Paul. Yeah. I'm going to give the Lions one less touchdown. I'm I'm thinking it could be something like uh, 31, 17, uh, possibly okay. even a 31, 16 score. I think you're right. I do think the Giants can score 31 points. Both the Dolphins and Bears have hit the 30-point plateau in two of the last three weeks against this team. They're giving up an average of 29 points a game. Right. So why can't the Giants finally crack the 30-point plateau? 
Uh, I think this is the week they can do that. And again, I'm going to give the Lions roughly the same amount of points that Houston scored last week. Houston got a couple of garbage field goals. Uh, so in reality, uh, they were not as potent as they may have shown on the scoreboard. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking this should be a fourth quarter in the Giants' grasp as they choke the Lions into oblivion. I love it. Choke the Lions into oblivion. All right, Paul, where can we follow you on Twitter throughout the weekend for all the injury reports and such? At Giants WFAN. You can follow me at Mraz, CBS, M-R-A-Z-C-B-S. Thank you. Download, subscribe, all of it. Thanks to our producer, Adam. And thanks for taking one giant step with us.